captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for Season 4, Episode 15 of New Girl Crawl. I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher, and I'm here in the name of love and booze with my co-host, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, not really here in the name of love or booze, honestly. <laughs> I am here out of belated obligation. Are you, are you speaking as me, or is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that. Oh, That's well, probably more relatable to you than love and booze. Why? You don't want to be here today? No. I wouldn't say wanna... I wrote a check my body can't cash. I'm just, you know. <laughs> where would you rather be? What would your, where would you want to be right now if you could be anywhere? That's tough. Honestly, probably exactly where I am in my apartment, just not doing the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, you could, you could be honest. What's your answer? Portugal? No, I don't. No, because I'd like to be in my bed. I just wish nobody else was, you know, I, I, like, I, kind of want, I like being home, but then like. So not, you're saying you'd like, like to alone. take a nap in a hotel? I would like to take a nap in a hotel, but also my house would be fine too. <laughs> uh, don't you? You have two more days, and then you got a big Shabbos nap coming up. Not really. I think my my dad's in town. I think we're gonna have to go places with him. So I don't think I on Shabbat. Yeah, I think that's where we're gonna see him because he comes for work. He checks on his kids, like his students and stuff. Well, what do you do on Shabbat then? Do you just like walk around? Will you say you're going to go out and see him? Where do you go? Well, I think we'll maybe like stay at a hotel. Like, like I don't, we'll be other places. Do more like tourist stuff. I don't know. I don't know. On Shabbat? Yeah, because. Is my brain broken? Can't you only do like free activities? Yeah, but we're. Yeah, I mean, like you walk to the Western Wall and like do stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, you see don't. people. So who knows what we'll do? You daven at different locations. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I just I like to do it in my house every morning. Like I don't go anywhere. It's not where you are, but I don't know something. Let me let me ask you something. Please. What about Hawaii? Like where do, where would you want to be if you could be anywhere? You know, Kiev. Yeah. My life's pretty great right now. Okay. Oh wow. Jeez. Yeah, I. Uh, speaking of Hawaii, so like Missy goes to Hawaii every year with her family. Um, her her dad was from Hawaii, so they, it's like their tradition. Okay. And um, she goes for like ten days or two weeks or something, and like right before she left, like, or even not necessarily right before she left, I was like, you know, coming off a breakup, my apartment was a disaster. You know, work is stressful. Uh, something else I forget and like she was like I've never seen a turnaround in 10 days like this like I've turned everything around I'm um, killing it right now the 10-day turnaround you that would be like a good self-help book the 10-day turnaround because you're promising people like a quick fix I think we could make millions off this honestly yeah but Maybe I don't be have Hawaii any with Mrs. Fan, I don't have any family. tips I did I did clean my apartment but otherwise I just kind of let the you know the universe provided all right, what would our tips be like? Clean your apartment, but that's like... Most people just like, do that. You know that's like the incel advice, right? Cleaning your apartment? Yeah, that's like I think Jordan Peterson's big thing is like clean your house or something like that. Well, even bad people have good ideas, you know? No, like, I agree. I I, 100%. 100%. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think there's probably the step two is where we would depart. Okay, so clean your apartment. Uh, change one thing you don't like about yourself. Well, I don't like that you're implying I didn't like anything about myself. Notice none of those things had anything to do with me. I'm great. No, I'm just thinking about general advice. There's nothing to oh, do with okay. me. All right, here's my, here's my real advice that has to do with me, okay? Okay. Uh, be open to new opportunities. Okay. Clean your apartment. Make Lash Theory work for you. Okay. I, I, I put that theory out here on the podcast, and I've benefited handsomely from it. Handsomely? Ha- handsomely. I speak clearly was one of the seven S's I told you I don't do. <laughs> it's true. You did say that. I think that's it. That's all you need. Um, yeah, I love it. I love the 10 day turnaround. Now you can throw things apart. See, 10 day turnaround, I think is like a big promise. And I, I do think we should do this book. Uh, uh, make a note, <laughs> producer Kelly, but help us put this book together. This is another Ali and Akiva into double A industries back at it. Day yes. two. Now, you can throw away everything in one day, though. Ten day turnaround, one day to ruin your whole life. Well, you know, we have spinoffs. Like it's like the reverse: how to lose a guy in ten days. So the one day, like sort of like a spoof book about stripping it down. Really, like it's how to ruin your life, throwing it all away in one day. But that, like, the messaging is really like strip it down and start over. And then we could do the five day, like the quick hit. It's a little pamphlet, like a smaller book. Uh huh. Then we could bundle it. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, yeah, there could be sequels, everything. Yeah, I, I like want, this. Let's become grifters. This is great. But see, this is the thing. We've got to be free on Tuesdays to be really promoting this lifestyle. Like, I don't know that our lives, while rich and uh, fulfilling, are inspirational enough that people would want to buy a book to be like us. Ah, so nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah I got to have what they're having. I mean, we just have pretty normal lives. I'm happy with them. I appreciate them. I'm grateful for them. But like, what if we started lying a lot? Now you know I'm on board with that. I've been <laughs> lying this whole time. I'm actually doing terribly. <laughs> what if we just like came on the podcast like, so I was on my yacht this weekend, and let me tell you, gas is expensive on these yachts. <laughs> but luckily, money is no object for me. Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> now you'd say, why would why would you, a person who has everything, care? And, and the answer is I don't. I just wanted a telephone fact to let the, the, the common people know that gas is expensive on yachts. Speaking of people with plenty of money, can I complain about Alex Chester for a moment? Oh, please, I, I, <laughs> please do 10 to 15 minutes, yes. I mean, but for, at his listening speed, it'll take three to four minutes. True, true, good point. I, that's my complaint. He's been listening to NGOG at 2X or 3X, God forbid. 2X. He said he liked last week's episode so much he slowed it down to normal speed. What a, that's a backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one. He's never, so he's it, done like never 85 episodes? never occurred to him before to do it, I guess he's saying. I, I just really think that – and I look, I have to sometimes watch New Girl on like 1.5x, and then if I miss something, I go back. So it's not like a pure 1.5x mm-hmm. whatever. Or like, you know, God forbid the and challenge seen the show I've had to before. do sometimes. Yeah. And I've seen the show. But like, you know, sometimes podcasting doesn't permit the way I'd like to watch – might consume my media mm-hmm. but like i just don't understand i never understood the complaint about long podcasts like for me if i download a robin akiva podcast on a rare occasion and it's three hours well i'll listen to 30 minutes here and then i'll walk to work for 15 sure. minutes and then i'll go like it doesn't offend me i've never i'll be honest um i've never gotten a note in um you know 10 years or however many of podcasting 
I would listen if they were shorter. I've never gotten that note once. But I do think people feel that way. Probably. They probably long. never listened to begin with, honestly. And now maybe, like, I guess Alex is, like, a special cat, and he's got to, like, get through the things he wants to get through. I, I probably only listen to, like, five podcasts mm -hmm. regularly, right. like, very regularly. Yeah. But 2X to me is just spitting in the face of the medium. Like, I really, I know I've ranted about this before, but I'm doing it again. Like, the timing is off. The jokes are off. Yeah. I already music, speak. Forget about it. I already speak quickly, so like uh -huh. I'm even more insufferable when you speed me up, which is what I've always believed was the problem with Renap. It's like the people complaining about too many people on a podcast are probably, I'd say, 50% of the time fast-forwarding through the episode, and it's like, well, mm -hmm. then, of course, it's going to be difficult to understand. Yeah, I was I not born to be sped up. I am at the speed, the appropriate speed that I was designed to be listened at. I, I, I was podcasting with chester before this and i said i have a hard out because i i have to record with Allie, and he's like oh no you have more time than that and i said no because i have to watch most of the episodes still he's like well just watch it on one and fx but i'm a man of integrity i've never seen the show before i don't watch on one and fx sometimes i space out but i don't watch <laughs> on one and fx yeah that yeah. i can't help i mean i appreciate that i can't say that i would fault you here and there if you had to because if it's between my attitude is if it's between not getting an episode out for the week or watching it at like 1.25 or one and a half, including going back if I miss something, mm -hmm. I'm going to choose to get the episode out. But, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I wouldn't blame you. But I appreciate the, the commitment. That's what makes this such an incredible, focused, new girl podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're nothing <laughs> if not focused. Remember when you were like, is this going to be a long one? And we're 10 minutes in, haven't touched even like the name of the Well, episode. we barely talk about the show anymore, honestly. We got a great – my brother actually listened to the last two episodes, and he was oh, like – Oh, a true lasher narcissist. Like, I've he never knew seen we... New Girl, but I was, like, able to follow. And I was he... like, yeah, not a problem. He <laughs> knew we were talking about him, so he deigned to listen. I like it. Is there a world you wouldn't have done the same? <laughs> no, for sure. I know. I respect <laughs> it. I respect it. I know he's related to. And, in fact, haven't you asked me to send you a podcast that you don't have access to that you were mentioned on for five seconds? No, I would never do something like that. <laughs> Um, appropriately, Violet Owl 29 wrote us a review. So thank you guys. If you're writing reviews, we're reading them. We appreciate them. Uh, Allie and Akiva are the messiest mess around. And then it says like, but I love it or something. It got cut off. Rarely about new girl, but always a great time. If that's not our tagline, I don't know what should be. Yeah, no, that's great. We're the messiest mess around. Well, I don't want to mess. No, not that. It's magnet. rarely about new girl, but always rarely. A great oh time. yeah. That I like that. I like. <laughs> Does the real New Girl podcast, the um, the uh, Zooey podcast, do you think they talk about New Girl a lot, or are they just schmoozing? I would say almost exclusively, I would guess. Really? Do you date immature men? Almost exclusively. Anyway, sorry. That's a great Seinfeld reference that had no place here. Um, do I think they exclusively? Yeah, why wouldn't they? What else do they have to talk about? I don't know how rich they are. Um, oh, you want to know something hilarious? Please. Speaking of doing anti-Semitism, this isn't actually doing anti-Semitism, and we weren't speaking of that, but um, I was telling somebody at work, actually, about the podcast. Okay. Like, doing podcasting generally, and they mm -hmm. were like, oh, my God, what? And I'm like, oh, have I not mentioned it? Like, whatever. And I was, like, explaining – I forget what part of it I was explaining, but I was like, 
you know, doing the spiel. I went did a class at Northwestern, got introduced to Rob. He has a really successful network. Then he, he there was like sort of a spinoff network, yada yada. And I go, and you wouldn't believe the world of modern Orthodox dads that this has opened me up to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got a guy in Israel. He's got five kids. I got a guy here. He's got four kids. We're talking about Seinfeld. We're talking about New Girl. It's just, it's I'm like I didn't say Moo, but I was like. It's all just a community of modern Orthodox dads. Uh huh. And what they say? Were you like they they out? laughed in horror, probably. You know, mm -hmm. like a little bit of like, what are we even talking about now? Uh yeah, like uh yeah. I well, I was walking on the street today. Went with a coworker. Good for to you. Get, I'm sorry. <laughs> went with a coworker sorry. to get um to get lunch. And you know I'm a man of a people, because really this is someone who I'm I'm their boss. But I say coworker because I'm classy. And I get stopped almost immediately by an RHP listener. What? And they're like this is a person I have met before, to be fair. Oh, okay. But they, you know, know me from RHP, not from like my life or anything. And it was great because like getting noticed with a coworker. And he was like playing it up. He's like, "Oh, do you know?" As the person I was with is like, "Do you know who you're with?" Like, "Wow, you're like this is a key weaker. It's a big deal." <laughs> and obviously, he was like, "He," but he was wasn't being serious. He was just being nice. And then, like, fifteen of our coworkers like came back from like a big, like they went to get lunch somewhere else, and they were like coming back together, and they missed it by like ten seconds. They would have been very funny, honestly, if they all if they all saw it. Really, it was just one person who was probably just freaked out. But um, we anyway, we live very weird lives. Like I leave my office in you know in a, a foreign country and I, you know people know who I am I don't know who have you like I'm trying to think if this like counts like I've never been what I would say is like recognized in the wild yeah and like, I don't think this one counts because like his sister was my boss at my old job like it 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 it, 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 it this doesn't really count I don't think. well I've had I think two people at my at work reach out to me because of the podcast but. Uh -huh. Then we worked at the same, but that's still right. sort of the same. It just feels like no, because slightly... I'll have Orthodox people message me on Facebook like every month or two and be like, "How how do you find Rob? that sort of thing?" Not not so much anymore, but maybe in like the first few years. Um, I did have the closest I came was I was in an ice cream place in Ann Arbor and somebody tweeted at me like, "I just recognized your voice. Were you at like blank slate?" That's in Ann pretty Arbor? good. That's pretty good. So the but, only two, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go, you go. No, just the and but I was gonna say that like I probably wouldn't even mention it. Brian Zingerman's Cohen ice cream. What? No, nothing. Brian Cohen was approached at a restaurant. He was out to dinner with his wife and another couple, and okay. like someone came up to the table and like said something to him and it was like the greatest day of his yeah, life. Yeah, no, that should be. Imagine like that other couple, his wife, everyone like, Oh, this is cool. Wow. You got Famous. conversation for the rest of the for the rest of the meal for sure. Um yeah, yeah. The only two times were once at um, at NBC, a guy said, "Is that a Keith Wieneker?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he didn't know what I looked like, but he recognized <laughs> my voice from another like office, and he came out. Uh, but he was also like pretty clear that like he liked. I think he was like really like Puya or something like that, and he like listened to Renat because Puya was on or something like that. See, big time me. That's um, your best case scenario of getting best case positive scenario. feedback yeah, from. Yeah. And then, um, and then, um, and then, on at the end of that trip, I, we, I I I was going from New York to Florida with my family, 
and one of the uh, a worker at the airport um, uh, recognized me. And uh, Adira, my daughter, freaked out and said, "My father's <laughs> famous. He's more famous than me." So that was great. I couldn't have paid that guy enough, Daniel, to to recognize me. It was amazing. I mean, speaking of knowing what you look like, uh, did I, we discuss that my "Live in the Kiva Loco" shirt came? Yeah. Oh, can we get a pic of that? Uh, I'll, I gotta wear it once. I'm wondering if I'll ever get recognized. Like, I won't be recognized. Like, someone will be like, "Oh my!" Like a Renat fan will be like, "Oh my god, I love your shirt. You listen to you Renat." You might get recognized at an RGP event in that shirt. Maybe. No, no. I'm saying in Maybe. their world, I wear Maybe. this shirt in New York City. Look, this is. We talked about the areas that you play. Like, this has to be one of your key conferences, your key demos. New York. Walk City. into shul. Walk into a shul. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I would never wear a t-shirt into shul. What do you think I am? But. Because when I'm there, it's a serious day. Yeah, <laughs> true, I, don't true, do, true. I don't just do drop-ins to, during true, the week. True. You don't do but, a pop-in on a Thursday. <laughs> but I'm wearing a T-shirt that says "Lemon Akiva Loca." Will uh, Will somebody recognize me as a Renap fan? Not me. Like being like, "Oh my God, I love Akiva." Mm-hmm. I don't. And then think... what do I say? I mean, I'll be like, "I got this at Goodwill. This... I thrifted it." If you walked around the city for like weeks it's possible once it's possible uh, yeah, once. we'll see um not a kiva loca if you if you walked around in a rob has a podcast shirt i think you would eventually get somebody if you were just walking around the city for like eight hours do you think my rabbi approaching my mom and asking if she's my mom counts as getting recognized i need to know more about the context like he I had to know yeah, but I think he had to know a little bit. He was he was confident in the answer. He was just sort of starting conversation. That's what I would say. Well, but I had never met him. He knew ah, you he never met him. Okay, it was a new rabbi. A new rabbi. You know the story. Next? I do know the story, but after new girl, should we do new rabbi? <laughs> new rabbi, that be a old good rabbi. Show like there's really no shows about rabbis. How about this? New rabbi, old rabbi, and you. Someone brings in their current. A congregation nominates their current rabbi. Uh-huh. We bring in a new rabbi, and then the congregation votes. Like, do you want to replace your old oh, rabbi? Oh, replace. I thought maybe new like rabbi, the old, old rabbi, rabbi would teach the new rabbi. Like he tells tricks of the trade, and the new rabbi would sort of give him his like, eh, you're you know like he he'd be a little like all right, you know, wide eyed and all right, I'm I got all these like big things I want to do, and 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 the and the old guy's like, listen. It's a tough world out there. He's just giving it advice. I believe you once said that, like hiking, if there's no winner or loser, what's the point? Who's watching rabbinic tutelage? <laughs> I mean, it's a niche show for sure, but, <laughs> you know, this is a niche show too, so who knows? Um, there's more Jews right. than there are uh, Jewish New Girl fans, cause, which is our demo. <laughs> you know, it's not even New Girl fans. Yeah. Jews who aren't turned off by the idea of an occasional discussion on New Girl. Uh, yeah. No, Speak- we have plenty of Gentiles, too. Let's shout out to, shout out to the G's. <laughs> the, the, the tiles. <laughs> the tiles are pretty good. He's a tile. That's good. Shout I'm out to the tiles. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's, it's funny because you did tell me, like, you know, is this episode going to be a long one? And I was like, oh, there is a lot of actual meat to discuss this episode. Yeah. And then I spent 20 minutes talking about God knows what and didn't get to, get to We haven't even gotten to Kiwi's Digest, any of those beloved famous segments we always do <laughs> let's let's get to it keith uh season four episode 15 crawl february 10th 2015 original air date um we have a lot of distance has gone between us and the, they took i think like two, i don't know who cares let's get to the digest the what 
The digest. Oh, it sounded like you said digest. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I said pronunciation, speaking clearly. I do not subscribe to the S's. That's fair. That's fair. Listen, nobody, not, it, it, you couldn't be perfect. It would be, it, it would be upsetting for people. Should I do a vocal warm up? Yes, the please. tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips, the tip of the tongue. <laughs> Mama made me mash my M&Ms. Okay, go ahead. Uh, anyway, uh, crawl. <laughs> I was kind of right, I think, last week in what I guessed. Uh, it's a bar crawl headed by Nick. Uh, there's some drinking going on, but we do have a lot of meat on this episode, and we'll get into it now. There are a, lot, a lot of things happen. That's the digest? Yeah, I got to do a quick digest. We're already, like, deep into the episode. We got to get going. All right. Well, Jess is back. We've been kind of saying, like, Ryan hasn't really been around. We find out it's Valentine's Day. She shows up after a week at Ryan's. Rolling a suitcase using a British ac- British accent, um, kind of aggressive to like fully go to a local man's apartment with a full suitcase for a full week. Like, I don't feel like that's a usual thing. I mean, people like sleep over at other people's houses. You're saying they never bring a suitcase. What's what's the most you could bring without being presumptuous? Well, it's actually funny you say that about being presumptuous, like. They're in a relationship. There's no presumption. What do you mean? So then why can't she bring a suitcase? I just think it's rare that you would have planned, like, I'm going to come stay at your apartment for a full week and bring a rolling suitcase. Like, they they live close. They're not in a long-distance relationship. I guess relationship. that's true. But it's L.A. It's not New York City where you could just take a train back. It's like maybe it's a 40-minute. I don't know how, how close their houses are. Maybe it's a 40-minute drive through traffic. And All right, I'm just staying there for a week. Uh, well, we find Bring out a duffel that for all I care, the teachers are using this, the phrase giant, uh, which is the worst part of both of their names and haters are going to age. So Ryan's got to be looking for a new job um, because since they broke the news, I like this continuity. Like since they broke the news, it's not going so well for them at school. So Ryan's going to get a new job. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems this episode like they're forcing him out They're They're coming. They're, you know, moving closer to end the ending relationship, which I had not predicted i had not anticipated um but i guess like that's the rules in in the school game like if you're dating and one's the principal and one's the not principal a teacher you you can't you know you have to go to a different school could they do a trade maybe like maybe there's another relationship at a a different local school (laughs) we'll trade our teacher for them and then like they're both not there's no rules being broken i mean it's funny though because like there were many teachers who got married at my school, but they were both teachers. Like, I don't know how it would have been if it you was, don't, like, You don't remember any principals marrying. No, but, like, I know my eighth-grade math teacher married my sixth-grade science teacher, and then they both continued to work at the school. Do you think they ever discussed you in their marital home? I know that they probably have, because did I not tell the story? They ended oh, up buying did. my grandpa's oh, yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> bought your grandpa's house. Good point. I forgot about that. But otherwise, no. I don't, I don't believe <laughs> I rose to the level of discussion amongst my teachers at, at that level. Um, nah, I'm sure they talked about you. Why? Did you ever, I mean, like, really not get along with a teacher? Like, hatred? Like, oh, my God, I, like, I can't be in this class. I hate this person. I mean, you're talking to the daughter of a teacher in the district, so it was like that wasn't really – there wasn't space for that in my right. – it was my mom's job. So, like, maybe there's a world where my eighth grade teacher was like, oh, I've got Judy's kid in my class. That's always awkward. And he was like, yeah, but it was fine when she was in my class. Like, maybe that's the level of discussion that occurred. But I was, like, a pretty good student. I was a good kid. I don't think I was, like, ruining anyone's life. 
I mean, not not at that point. No, probably not. No, no, not at, at the at the junior high school level. What about you? You hate anyone? Can't stand you? Yeah, I had a lot of teachers I didn't like. I had I had two teachers tell good friends of mine that that, that I was bad influence. They shouldn't hang out with me. What? <laughs> You're, you're such a dweeb. Like, what do you mean? And it was many years apart. One was I would like love my kid to hang out with you. Well, that would be so weird. No, um, I meant as a, as a kid. Yeah, would like I imagine 11, a child? Yeah, it did make any It honestly made no sense to me. Because <laughs> I wasn't, like, a big troublemaker. I think it was in sixth grade and in 11th grade it happened. Wow. Different friend. But... Like, I can't imagine anyone saying that about any of your kids. Except maybe Adira. She's, you know, she's throwing it back on TikTok. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that, that probably wouldn't be. If you have, like, a really sweet, nice kid, maybe. Yeah. But, no, it didn't make any sense. No, but I had a lot of te- I had a teacher who was, like, a pathological liar. <laughs> and I'm sure. We would ask him. He would say, like, he was the chief rabbi of New Orleans, and he'd make all these <laughs> insane statements, like, that were clearly. He was, like, George Santos, but for, for like, he what. He also, like, he was technically a rabbi, but they only let him, like, teach language, like Hebrew, because, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, maybe he, like, threw, threw something at some kid once, like, and then he was like, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but he, he wasn't, So in like, language, full, you're less, it's, like, less of a threat it, yeah, you Yeah, no, the, the like, rabbis, they have to hold yourself to, like, a high standard, and I, feel, I, don't, I don't think he threw anything, but maybe he, I don't know, whatever it was that he was sort of punished and he was in this, like, no man's land. But we would ask him a question. And then we'd, like, test him a week later and ask him another question. And he'd never give the same answer twice. Like, he was always – he was just a pathological liar. And then I got in trouble once, and he said, if you do that again, I'm calling your dad. And then 20 minutes later, my parents were both in the principal's office. So, like, uh, it was hard to trust. Anyway, uh, there is an insane postscript to that story that I cannot say on the podcast. I, um, I look forward to hearing about it. Yeah, it's not great. But – um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had a lot of teachers, and then and then I, we've gone over it. That, it was just last week or two weeks ago. I, college professors like fifty fifty whether they were like nice or like loathsome, you know. So yeah, we can't even discuss college professors. I, I, actually, the TA in Max Dawson's class uh, was one of the most infuriating conversations I ever had with a TA over my midterm. And I never, I wasn't like an arguer. I just kind of like took what I got, but it made no sense. And when I asked to discuss the exam, he was just like, uh, sorry. And I was like, are you serious? Like, so, but I don't regret it because it brought me here, you know? By the way, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I went to such a small school, I don't think I ever had a TA once. Some of my favorite stories are about TAs. But, yeah, I mean, that's I don't think, definitely like, an had, advantage. Maybe in, like, a science class we would have, like, a, you know, like a lab something, like, that was different. But, yeah, we didn't really have a single TA that I could ever remember in, in any of my college classes. We talked about which this. Were, which were often 12 people. Producer Kelly was a TA at Michigan. Oh, famously. Well, it's a good deal. My friend uh, Reza also was a TA in engineering, and Kelly was a TA in, like, if I believe film. Um, yeah, it's it, like it, it's pitched as a sweet deal, which it is because you get like tuition perks, but it's a huge amount of work. Like you're a college professor. Like yeah, you you're are doing a professor. all the work, right? These professors are not marking a single test, right? No, and then like the kid when do the kids have questions, the grades? he tells like, how like does the it, teaching. Do they have, like who's giving the final grade? The TA or the professor? At that I point? mean, the Max Max's TA gave my grade. Yeah, it has to be right. I, 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 I think it probably differs. I can't like, see Max sitting down and like grading every paper one by one. It's, it's just too boring. No, I later told him I got a B plus in his class, and he was shocked. <laughs> like he didn't even know what grade I got. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Um, so, 
Yeah. Schmidt, everyone's got Valentine's Day plans. Um, I did die. Winston killed me this whole episode. It's subtle. If you were on one and a half X, you probably wouldn't have seen it. But like, it starts out when Schmidt's showing the anatomically correct heart invitation for the cardiologist soiree. And Winston's like, wait, it's not shaped like this. And he draws like a heart shape in the air. I cried at that. Uh, yeah, there was so many like great little lines in this episode that uh, I should have written them all down, but you know. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think this is a good episode. It does a lot of work and it's funny. It's like a, a both. It's a both. I've got I got three things written down here. Please. Have you ever done a bar crawl? I assume definitely the answer is yes, but obviously I have not. So we got a lot of questions about this. Chloe G says, do you have any good bar crawl stories? Producer Kelly says, what's your ideal bar crawl location length and theme directed at me? And also, are we still doing the Goggers 10K? We have promised the audience a, a, a new girl bar crawl in New York, but a restaurant crawl, I think we said. Oh, yeah. Kosher restaurant crawl. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> we probably go back to bar. What about a bowling alley crawl? What if we go to every bowling alley and, and see if Okay, I can is bowl it bowling them? out with uh COVID? Like do we wear gloves now? Like I feel like bowling is a little I thought COVID was out. It's twenty twenty three. No, but di- but I feel like COVID did raise our awareness to like gross things we've done, like yes, eating and dipping your hands into like, balls. I think we gotta go the other way. You know how it's like you have your first kid and I'm sure like your brother or whatever, like past fire falls on the floor, you're like washing it. 40,000 times if my kid he doesn't use a passport but if he did like I mean he could eat out of the garbage brag he could could, I'm just saying like that you don't care my point is you don't care anymore by like kid three or four or five like I I think it's the same thing here it's like okay we get we just gotta like and and I don't think these kids get more sick you just gotta at this point you know we got to build up some uh like all right whatever what were we talking about I don't know but my point is I'm going bowling (laughs) I'm going oh, bowling. <laughs> okay. Well, bar crawl stories. I mean, the only thing I can think of, you know, bar crawls sound good, and I like a theme. I like any excuse to make merch, like a T-shirt. Uh-huh. Um, although, famously, I hated our law school. Your last year of law school, they have the 3L bar crawl, and I hated the shirt. I don't even remember why. So my friend and I just got, my friend Hunter and I just got shirts that said Michigan Wife and wore those. Uh-huh. Uh, but I love a good uh, theme T-shirt. I think the problem with the bar crawl is, like, I would prefer to stay at one location and just be there the whole time. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound too appealing. Now, if you were a bar owner, what do you think is making, like, on a five or six bar stop? Is the first bar making the most money? Is the last bar? Is who's, like, what, where do you want to be on the bar crawl? I think you want to be third, third or fourth. Right. People probably missing the first one. They're coming from wherever. They're they're not even there. You're pacing yourself. You're like Ryan and Jess in the beginning. Like you're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to get too crazy by the end of it. Bar three, I think you're like, wait a minute. We're pretty deep into this bar crawl and I'm not drunk at all. Bar five is like you're getting waters and a Bud Light. Um, but I actually got kicked out at the 3L bar crawl. We added a stop, my friends. So I was obsessed with this store called Cherry Republic. If you're in Ann Arbor right now, I feel a little conflicted because I was known for three years for how much I love Cherry Republic. It's all cherries. It's ch- chocolate-covered cherries. It's cherry salsa. It's cherry jam. It's cherry vinegar. Anything they can make out of cherries, and they have great samples, and it's just such a cute little Michigan store. What is, and like, the whole thing is just, like, it's all cherries, cherries to go? Yeah, Google it. It's like, it's like Williams and Sonoma if everything was made out of cherries from Michigan. 
Can I say this? That sounds Please. like the most niche thing of all time. Like, it is. It is. And it they, became. How did they stay open for more than a week? It became part of my personality. Because it's a great gift to get. Like, if you need to get gifts, like, you go to Cherry Republic. My friend got me a gift card to Cherry Republic. Everyone's and probably like, oh, of course, Allie got me another, uh, another uh, Cherry T-shirt. No, so here's yeah. the thing. So they had, my mom actually found this out. They also made cherry wine. And they had a bar with it in the, in the little store, tiny little store, with, and you could do a tasting for like, I forget, 50 bucks or something. And then you got a free little wine glass that said Cherry Republic and had dancing bears. And I was like, I'm going to do this so many times. I'm going to have a full set of wine glasses from Cherry Republic when I leave. And... I did it all the time. It was like a great like pregame. You go and you taste like their cherry wines. You get it explained to you. It was a lovely experience. You have some chocolate covered cherries and you leave and you go to dinner or whatever. So we were like getting food on the Michigan bar crawl. And I was like, we've got to go to Cherry Republic and do a wine tasting as part of the stop. And now, was it the most appropriate thing to come in at like Friday at five o'clock in your like Michigan bar crawl shirts or what have you? probably a little boozed up, but not drunk by any sense of the word, and do a bar tasting and treat it like a bar when it is meant to be... Actually, sorry, I think it was $7 was the wine tasting. Like, no, it was to sell product. It wasn't a bar, and it was not the most appropriate thing. But we went in, we did it, we were having fun, and then the, like, 19-year-old girl who was, like, serving us cut us off at the Cherry Republic wine tasting and declined to serve us the rest of the way. Wow. And I have never been more humiliated by anything out? in my life. What? You got kicked out or no? You we got, got ejected got... from Cherry Republic. I mean, I don't know that they were like going to bounce us out, but it became clear that we were being asked to leave. Uh -huh. And did this I, affect your relationship with Cherry Republic or you went back there? I never went back to that store. Wow. I, I let a gift card burn. I had a gift card for my friend, and I just burned it. I was so humiliated. All right. I'm going to read some of, the, some of the products. Cherry Bob's Cherry Bomb Hot Sauce. You ever have that? I don't think so, actually. Ruby Red Sour Cherry Patches. Honestly. Delicious. Delicious. I would have them. They're probably not kosher, but I would have them. Double Dark Chocolate Boom Chunka. <laughs> I mean, the things that were really good, surprisingly, were Cherry Salsa. Cherry yeah, jam. I, I was getting spicy cherry barbecue sauce. Delicious. Cherry, cherry almond butter. Balaton dried cherries. Oh, by the way, I really like cherries. I should have. Well, the Balaton cherries made a great wine. I was very familiar with their wines. Uh-huh. Do you think you'd go back now if you were in Ann Arbor? Or, or <sighs> you think you'd never go back? I've been back to Ann Arbor a number of times since I have never once walked into Cherry Republic. In fact, Even though that was your thing. If someone said, like, hey, did you go to college with Allie? You'd, they'd say, yeah, but I, you know, I... I that's the girl. I think I know her. She's the girl from Cherry Republic. She's the girl who got kicked out of Cherry Republic during a. Maybe cherry I should order. Essentials some... gift box. Should I get you a Cherry Essentials gift box? I mean, maybe I need exposure therapy. Honestly, this place looks awesome. I would. I would. I, I, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. It's an I awesome like place. I'm just shocked it's in business. Established eight, nine, eight, 1989. And there's so many samples. Like you go in and it's just like beautiful. Talk about things that COVID killed. I don't know the current state of things with samples, but. Like, it was just such a pleasant place to stop in. Milk chocolate covered cherries. <laughs> I would be all about this place. Let, can we take a class trip, NGOG trip to Cherry Republic? I mean, it's better than when you tried to get me to go to Minnesota right before the bar S exam. Series, I mean, I'm still a little, little sore about that. Series finale in Cherry Republic. 
Do you think they let us go? <laughs> if, I, if I got kicked out for just patronizing the establishment, and I want to be clear, I don't blame this woman. I think she was, like, overwhelmed and, like, mm-hmm. wasn't familiar with, like, people now, drinking. I, can you have, yeah, like, she might not, you're saying she wasn't even 21. Like, I don't believe, I don't want to, like, if it's illegal to serve if you're under 21, I feel like she was probably Imagine somewhere between shut down. What, 18 what and 21. Revenge? <laughs> like, they had a 19-year-old, so, all right, they are now closed by the Department of Health, Jerry. What I don't think if, it would be the Department of Health. All right. Let, how about this? New new business for A&A Ventures. <laughs> it's like Cherry Republic, but a different product. What would you do? I mean, fruit is really good because it's so versatile. It can go dessert. It can go condiment. It so can, like, you, you want to open up like Apple World, maybe? Does that excite you, though? Okay. Matzo mania. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's matzo. You know, nothing is better than when you're at a Jewish preschool and it's make matzo day and they have you like the separate water tent and the the flower tent. Making like, matzo is incredibly in. fun. You go to you ever been to a matzo factory? No, but they used to have like a pop up matzo factory yeah, that would come to sure. the school. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's great. Making matzo is great. Sim- you got to get it in right away because you can't can't rise. That's the whole here's point. Here's a hot take. Jews extremely rigid. <laughs> like. Why does the flour and the water have to be, like, in a separate little hut? Yeah, I mean, that the whole point is we can't let this thing rise at all or else it's bread, you know? We take it all so literally, you know? Yeah, well, you don't <laughs> have to tell me twice. <laughs> Here's a question for you. This is, like, sort of an existential question. Oh, no. Can we cut it out if I'm not, it, if I'm not feeling Yeah, it? yeah, of course. I don't think this will offend you, but you let me know. If, like, the, the powers that be, like, whatever rabbinic authority that you subscribed to mm-hmm. came out and like revised certain interpretations and we're like actually mm-hmm. we've been we've made a mistake and like you don't have to do this custom whether it's eating pork or it's this or it's that like would you would you go by like the the ruler the authority of whatever you respected or would you like out of your own tradition not be able to do that I mean, if everyone was like, like, is it one person or is it like? No, you're above take- reproach. It's like whoever, like the equivalent of God showing up and saying, like, it's fine now. Like. So like the five biggest rabbis in the world were like, you know what? We looked into it and pork is cool. Right. Whatever authority that would have to be for everyone to like respect. Actually, can like, we would talk be fine about something it? for a second? As opposed to what we're doing now? I don't even want to say this because I don't want to like. Nah, I'll say it. I'll say it. I've noticed like a couple like Orthodox adjacent people recently getting tattoos. And it's very surprising. Who is what define Orthodox adjacent? No, like, basically Orthodox. I'd say I'd say like liberal Orthodox. Okay, because I'm Orthodox adjacent in my proximity to multiple Orthodox yeah, people. Yeah, you're adjacent, like, but like literally you're adjacent. <laughs> you mean you religiously Orthodox yeah, adjacent? Yeah, like Orthodox, actually Orthodox, but like I, I you know Heavy on the Mo, but still little on the O. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Otherwise it wouldn't be noteworthy. Do you want to call out Chester or no, I'm just kidding? <laughs> Chester has got like a face tat next time we see him. No, he, he wouldn't have a tattoo. It would be an Excel, full Excel chart of the hundred greatest <laughs> quarterback. His then, whole like, back is. His ta- the tattoo artist would have to get it like updated every. Oh, like I, I'm going back today. I realized that Frank Tar- Fran Tarkenton accidentally threw a third interception in the 1938 season. So it's like. No, the tattoo weird. artist would not be able to pull lines straight enough to be on Chester's back forever. Um, yeah. Anyway, I also just said tattoo. I have to just call yeah. myself out. It was <laughs> like the ba- all the things you said. All that band. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. uh, what about blueberries? Raccoon. Should we go with blueberries instead of cherry? Wait, wait, World? go back. Answer the question. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I yeah, I'm, I'm up for whatever. 
But I have no desire to eat pork. What do you mean you're up for whatever? Like, you're not... I've, I, like, you're, the, the ultimate is, like, yeah, I'm, maybe I would stop doing stuff. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. But I don't, I don't have a desire to eat a lot of things, if that's what you're asking. Well, like, you know, it's funny because people get on me because, like, you know, somebody is trying to get me to eat chicken sausage or something. And I'm always just like, oh, I just kind of, like, avoid sausage. I don't have, like, the replacements, mm -hmm. which is unique. I, I mean, it's not, like, Orthodox people will eat turkey bacon. Like, it's what not is a chicken sausage? They make like chicken apple sausage. They make like non-pork. A lot of times the casing will still be pork, but like okay, in the event that he had a product to offer me that was not pork at all and it was just chicken. Like mentally for me, I just don't eat. And like for me, it makes even less sense because I eat so much trafe. It's just I don't yeah. eat pork. So like right. I can't really answer the question of why. So for me, it's even if like. But you have no desire to eat pork. If my rabbi right? was eating bacon on the bima, uh -huh. I still don't <laughs> think I'd be eating pork because I just it's just like my own what I've been doing my whole life. It's not Bacon on like, the Bima would be a good like podcast something. I don't that's know. the rabbi v rabbi. Like the, yeah. that will be the lead in. Bacon it's, on the what Bima it's followed like an Orthodox by. Orthodox rabbi and a reform rabbi is like bacon on the Bima. I don't, I don't like the idea of getting a rabbi to eat bacon on the Bima. That no, feels, like we're doing anti-Semitism now. The, it's funny. I, Bill James, who's like the, fa like the modern, like the father, like modern baseball statistics. And I don't agree with what he said, but it was, it was funny that he, who's a not Jewish guy, he's a tile. And he, he, <laughs> There's a, there's a, he has a book called Popular Crime, and basically he just gives his opinions on, like, the hundred most famous crimes in American history and, like, read every book about each of the crimes and, and talks about it. It's, it's pretty funny because it's a very unscientific book, even though he's, like, you know, it, like, the father of advanced baseball statistics. But one of the stories he talks about is, like, some rabbi in Cherry Hill, like, paid a guy to kill his wife. Uh, this is in, like, the 90s or something like that. And and he's talking about how, like, they should have realized that the rabbi was, like, not scrupulous. And he's like, yeah, it was very strange that he, like, served, like, lobster and pork at his wedding. It was a strange move for a rabbi. And it was just funny to see, like, a tile say that. But, like, all right, okay. I mean, he's not wrong. I guess. I don't know that you... Serving trafe at your wedding doesn't mean you're going to kill your wife, but... No, no, I would say, I'd say most <laughs> of the people who served trafe probably also did not go on to kill their wives. <laughs> And this is an unscientific podcast, but I'm willing to say that that's probably no, true. No, no. This is grounded in, like, in, in, in hard math, this show. Um, all right. So we find out that Nick is going to um, – uh, he's, he's finally – a bar has opened up with the correct coordinates to complete his smiley face bar crawl that he's been working on for years. Matt Stewart raises a really interesting point. He goes, it's funny that Nick being lazy and depressed post-breakup – is the equivalent to a normal person getting an unbelievable shape post-breakup, seeing as that's what Kai liked him for. So, like, Nick showing up covered in gravy and not having left his room is, like, Nick's revenge body. Yeah, basically, because Kai, yeah, Kai, like, see what you're missing, Kai? You'd be so jealous. Um, but we're going to do... Uh, Oh, one thing to point out from IMDb that the, in the bar scene after the opening credits, Coach is wearing the swoot jacket Nick and Schmidt designed the previous mm -hmm. episode. Apparently, there's a lot of swoot parts that people wear throughout. Yeah, I didn't notice them, but I'll be on the lookout for them. Is, is that it? Are we done with swoots, or is this going to be more? Will you tell me? What do you think? Uh, swoots, probably. There's probably more swoot. <laughs> uh, but the plan is six bars in five hours, not Ryan suggested six bar in six hours. This is going to sound crazy. I actually really agree with this. I think five hours is the right length for a night out. 
and six hours is too long. Like, yeah, assuming think... you're young and going out, like from like ten to uh, from like nine to two a.m. It seems very long. But this is like a night out. If you like get together with your friends and you start at like a pregame, you might get together at like nine, and maybe you'll get home at two a.m. Versus eight to two or nine to three. Like Nick has something here with the five hours. Yeah, I like it. I like five hours. Um, but Winston can't drink because he's on call. So he shows up with a backpack full of items, including water, towels, a small stick, which speaks for itself, and one female condom that's going to go quick. Um, Producer Kelly says, what should go into the designated buddy backpack during a bar crawl, asking for me, the non-drinker who just wants to support you, the people? Yeah, I don't know. This is really an alley question. So it's funny you say that because there's a tradition at Northwestern called Dillo Day, and it's like a full day of concerts and – like, it's really for, I mean, a Dillo lot of schools have day? this. Yeah, it's Armadillo Day. It goes by Dillo Day. Okay. And, uh, you know, like, Northwestern's, like, this big, like, RTV, like, radio, television, film, like, production, like, mm -hmm. theater school. So it's, like, a lot of the people on the production crew for Dillo Day take it, like, very seriously because they want to be, like, music producers. And a lot of them go on to be music producers, so good for them. Um, but it's, like, an all-day, like, drinking concerts thing. And my first year, like, people make it, like, sound very scary. Like, you want to, like, you don't want to burn out too quickly. You don't want to, like, get sick. You don't want to miss it. So, like, I packed a fanny pack, and all it had in it was crackers. <laughs> it was just a sleeve of, like, the Toll House butter, like, crackers. Uh -huh. And it served me well. So that's, I think, the essential. I think that's uh, – uh, Winston has nuts in his bag, he says, but I don't know that that's a great snack if you're drunk. Protein, um, but I guess need something to absorb. Well, like a headliner on Dillo Day, we're talking like someone famous or no? Yeah, like I mean, we had like famous ish, like the college circuit. Like we had like Nelly one year. Okay, we had I think we had like Big Boy, but not Andre 3000, which was weird. Okay. That tracks. Um, Smash Mouth did one of like the daytime performances. I just clicked. Wiz Khalifa, Loonies, Smash Mouth, Danny Brown, and Walk the Moon. That's really good. 2013, you were probably Yeah, that was, that was my year. That was my last year. Oh, wow. Imagine yeah, they were good. I mean, they pictures. were good. It was well-funded. See if you're in any of these pictures. Ne like yeah, so Nelly pictures. was 2010. Imagine if we found the young Lash in one of these. I mean, I could send you a picture of Mandela Day if you'd like. This kind of looks like you, but I'm face blind. It's probably not me. No, nah, I would never send it just in case he was even offended. But oh, yeah. B.O.B. was one of the headliners oh, man. one year. I like B.O.B. Especially yeah, then. That's when, I like, I you, got you know the man. Oh, is he anti-Semitic? I think he's, like, oh, it's like, even worse. I don't even oh, know. Oh, God. I've been doing anti-Semitism. Uh, yeah. I mean, how much B.O.B. have you been listening to? Oh, so in 2014, Chance the Rapper and 2 Chains and OK Go. That was a good one. In 2014, Chance the Rapper? That's pretty good. Yeah, I should have, uh, yeah, Wiz Khalifa. Steve Aoki, that was, the, it was Big Boy and Steve Aoki. Um, yeah, good stuff happening at Northwestern. Go Cats. Yeah, uh, okay, so B.O.B. is an outspoken conspiracy theorist and is known for his anti-establishment views. He believes the Earth is flat, the 1969 moon landing was fake, 9-11 was an inside job, the world will be taken over by the Illuminati, Celebrity cloning is administered by the U.S. government. 
his song 2016 Flatline alludes to anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, asking his audience to do their re research. Oh boy, okay. Uh, on Holocaust denier David Irving, he says Stalin was way worse than Hitler. All right, let's not perpetuate these views. Can I ask yeah. you a question? Yeah. So are you going? Can you go to the Dilliday Wikipedia, Dilliday Northwestern Wikipedia? Yes. Because you're a music person, like, am I? old and out of touch with music or have their like recent people not really been like famous people let's see dillo day he's got his own wikipedia i mean tinashe performed 2022 that's All a right, huge so yeah guy. you're 2013 2012 cold war kids kendrick lamar real big fish big boy and steve aoki like you said crazy no but go forward from 2013 i'm enjoying this pop <laughs> shitty bang new pornographers nasa kill the noise Peter Bjorn and John, they probably just played uh, Young Folks 12 times, but that's great. Regina Spector, Guster. All right, anyway. So can you go after 2014? I don't recognize, I mean, Charlie XCX in 2015. No, all right, 2017, we have MGMT. That's no, the, but, but who's 2016? Who are any of those people? Uh, 2016. Anderson Pack, I guess no, I've no, heard no, of. This is, Anderson Pack is now you're you're no no no. You're, Am I you're, confusing with someone else? No, he's a big deal. Now that's what I said. I've heard of him. Okay, 2019. That's still not bad. 2020. COVID. Not so good. 2021. Oh, Playboy Cardi. All right, it's not bad. No, no, you made it seem like you made it seem like they've completely. Well, I don't know. No, I'm saying, am I old or it's a guy? Their budget's probably a little lower. That's my guess. Their budget's, you know what I mean. Their budget's probably a little lower. I mean, Tanache. Yeah, Tanache's good. Like who's Dominic Fike? Dominic Fike? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I bet if I had to guess, he's probably big on like TikTok or something. If he's like the headliner over Tanache. All right, I'll oh, he's a, he's a Cohen. cast member of the second season of Euphoria. Oh yeah, I bet, I bet he's on TikTok. You know? Oh, I know who this is. He's dating the other person from Euphoria, right? That makes sense. Yeah, he's I didn't know this person did. Uh... He's like, uh, he's yeah, Hunter, Hunter Schaefer. Schaefer. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. there you go. I, I don't know Hunter Schaefer, but the point is it makes sense. <laughs> All right. So Schmidt is, is, has an event with Fawn, and they kind yeah. of come to a head because he's tired of being treated like a photo op and not a boyfriend. Uh, so he sort of gives her an ultimatum and then heads to the bar. Uh, the most interesting part of this episode, I think, that's important to the plot, is what happens between Jess and Mr. Kozinu, Ryan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Ryan kind of pops the question, uh, should Jess move in with him now that they're not going to be together as often? We talked about meeting the family. No, Jess pops the question. and says No, Ryan says it. No, Ryan in the beginning, the first oh, okay, person fine. to say you're it right, is Ryan. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right so you're right. here's the question from Matt Stewart. How early is too early to move in? It's a good question. Um... I mean, how long have they been dating, I guess, is, is my first question. You're more of the time person, but not I don't know, because now one. it's like, when did they meet? When was their first? When was well, their before, first? since before Christmas, and now it's Valentine's Day, I would say like a couple months, probably like four or five months. I think it's fine at this point. Well, it's still the school year when they meet, so September is the max. September, October, November, December, January, February. The most they could have been together is six months. I think you move in together and you sort of figure out, is this going to work? And then like a couple years from, you know, you got a couple years and then you could figure, all right, should we get engaged or is this not, not, not going to last long term? So I, I look forward to you giving that advice to your daughters when they're thinking about that. I'm giving it to you right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think uh, 
here's the thing. Jess lives in an undesirable situation. She lives yes. with five people, two of whom are sharing a room. <laughs> and if Ryan's got this house or apartment that she likes, to me, it's just convenience here. The loft will always be there if she goes back. She doesn't have to give up her place. And it seems like very low stakes. I would say normally this is inadvisable. I don't think you should move in with someone to test your relationship. I think you should move in with someone with some stakes on it so that you're not easily able to just get out of it over the littlest thing. Uh -huh. But um, here it seems like a no-brainer to me just out of pure convenience. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious the show presents it as such. I mean, of course, you have the issue with it is the show and I don't know. They, you know, they wouldn't be in the loft anymore. She wouldn't, you know, the main stars. So I don't think it will ever happen. I think the stakes are, I mean, it could happen for a couple episodes, like, uh, you know, a la Schmidt moving across the hall. Well, um, producer Kelly said, at what point did you realize, like, this wasn't going to happen? Like, did you think Jess was going to move out of the loft? No, because I've watched television before. And, like, I feel <laughs> like this is not, this isn't Game of Thrones. Like, we're not just, like, killing off, you know what I mean? Like. I mean, well, if, Schmidt's I, moved out. They've had people. It was two episodes, but no, they're not. Well, this show does not commit to long-term stuff like that. I mean, people. It would be pretty easy to move out. I I just I don't think we're. This is becoming the Jessen goes in your show. I just don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> I'd watch that. Okay, but I don't think it happens. Um. So Jess pretends not to hear, which is a good move, as Mara has taught us. Yeah. Producer now, Kelly is says this a real? Is this a real thing? that you have a lot of hair certainly compared to me um uh is that a thing does hair block sound sometimes does the hair on your head stop you from being able to hear because that's what they're no. saying happens to jess certainly not but my new move here although i really respect mara pretending not to hear you she was on a roller coaster i think she had more uh leeway there to pretend uh -huh. um oh i forgot what you were talking about i i forgot i told the story <laughs> Yeah. You told it, I think, multiple times. Pro well, yeah, probably. That tracks. Here's my new move. What do you think about this? And I don't yeah. think men can pull this off. This is sort of like stereotypically more of like a man thing to say. But I think I'm harnessing the power. I'm reclaiming it and okay. using it against men. Here it is. Someone says something. Guy asks me a question. Oh, uh, whatever. Like, <laughs> Duberish accent. I say... What's the correct answer? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I think if you ask a woman that, it's offensive. Like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, how dare yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like, think this dress men... Good, what's the correct answer? No. I think men like being asked that. And then I often find out what they want me to say. I don't necessarily say what they want me to say. Uh -huh. But it's... No, I, I like think it's, it's, it's very like powerful. It. Yeah, I like it. Here's my other thing I'm trying out. Mm-hmm. I'm just deciding to never get mad. I wish you uh, <laughs> incredible luck. It's, um, I think I'm going to take it to the rest of my life, too. Like, I'm just, I'm just deciding I not to get I mad. Could, I believe that you could do it for a long period of time. Then one day, maybe, I just, I wouldn't want to be the person, there, <laughs> you know, when, when the streak ends. Well, it's just like. It's not that I'm never upset about something. I'm just I'm just committing to never get I like mad. It. I like and then the times I've gotten closest to getting mad, I just take an intermission. What would it, what counts as intermission? I said I'm going to take a brief intermission and I came back like 30 minutes later, not mad. <laughs> 
quote. I said so you left, intermission. You, were you like at someone's house? No, no, no. We, I was having a conversation. Took a quick intermission. So 30 minutes. Maybe and it was like an hour. what are you doing during those 30 minutes? Cooling my jets. Okay. I would say if you have to walk away from a situation for 30 minutes, that's, that's being mad. No, but I was, I was going to get mad. You're coping with the madness. I was going to get mad. And then I was like, I feel myself getting mad. Let me take a brief intermission. Brief intermission. And that's it. That's like the first period of the Serenity after, now. Yeah. After, <laughs> after like Rangers Maple Leafs. All right. We're going to take a brief intermission, guys. With, was there a Zamboni involved? <laughs> well, I worked out because we I mean, were I like talking it. about seeing a, a Broadway show. So I was like, let me take a quick intermission. It was like we a can, We can um, include that in the in, in sort of like in our 10 days book. What's it called again? Um, 10 day turnaround. 10 day turnaround. Yeah, like never get mad again. These 10 days, do not let a negative thought enter your head. No, you can let a negative thought enter your head, but it's just like crush it. being like angry a is a choice. Crush it in your brain and smash it when it comes in. Being angry is a choice. I'm really subscribing to that That's now. a chapter in our book, Being Angry is a Choice. Yeah, like people say like you can't control what other people do, but you can control your reaction to it. And mm-hmm. I am harnessing that power. When's the last time I've gotten mad at you, Keith? It's uh, we've we've been on a, a very good run. Right, because I'm not getting mad anymore. Well, I'm not doing anything to make you mad also. I've been That's on, what you think. I've been on my, like Yosef says, I <laughs> promised someone I'd be on my best behavior. I've been taking an intermission. <laughs> Imagine in the middle of the podcast. But people don't know, two weeks ago in the podcast, Allie was like, I need to walk away for 47 minutes. I just sat here waiting. Do you feel like 30 minutes is a long time to just like to walk away from a conversation? Mm-hmm. I do think it's a long time. <laughs> Why? Well, I went well, about my life. I was doing something else. We weren't in the I get if, if you're in the same room, that's a long time. If you're, like, in a in a house where you could go to a different room, I I guess 30 minutes could pass quickly. You could hang out on your phone, have a, you know, talk to somebody. I don't know. Depends what the context is. If I was, like, sitting next to someone on a plane and I was like, I need a brief intermission for 30 minutes, that would be <laughs> awkward, I think, unless I took a nap. No, you, you get what I'm saying, that there's a difference between, like, getting upset about something and dealing with it and getting mad. I totally get it. it. I totally, I totally, I totally get it. You, you've seen my wrath. If I'm, if I need a 30-minute intermission as opposed to getting mad at someone. I'll give it to you. That's I'll give you, I'll give time. you 30, I'd give you 30 <laughs> days rather yeah. than one yeah. minute of mad. I live my life just trying to avoid that. And so I'm, I'm now surprised that you're again. so. Being such a hater, haters. I'm not a age. hater. I am not a hater. I, I, I'm not a hater. I was just teasing about the about the 30 minute intermission because it's. <laughs> I was figuring it would be like five minutes. Like certainly now, like George's dad was coming back in a couple minutes. I think, although it didn't really work. Um, yeah, that was the only problem with Serenity. Now is he didn't say it enough times and take enough time in between it. It's true. It's true. So I do. I do like it. I think we really. We're, this book is almost complete. I think we're. I'm the living whole, it, baby. It's an autobiography. The whole goal has been generational wealth, and now I think we found <laughs> it with the 10-day ten, turnaround. Um, all right, so Jess later comes back. I mean, I died also when Ryan goes to Nick and says, like, I can't drink, or we agreed to pretend to drink, and Nick is like, are you saying that because you want me to go to jail for murder? <laughs> like, that, mm-hmm. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> I do like, I mean, you're always, like, so, it happens where, like, someone's planning something, and you're there, and like it clearly means so much to them, and everyone else just like has to pretend to care. I like Nick is doing a good job of that in this episode, where he's like, he's the guy who cares, and it's like, all right, I'm happy to be here, but clearly this is like 
if someone spent like a month planning Thanksgiving or like a Super Bowl party or something, it's like, okay, I'm happy to be here, but this person is like the highlight of their year, you know? You know, Nick, I think we talk a lot about like the drunk acting and stuff like Nick's energy or I guess Jake Johnson's energy and it's perfectly acted. Um, oh, yeah, he's great. He's great in this episode. But later they end up, you know, Jess goes to kind of tell Ryan that she wants to move in and he can't remember because he embraced the crawl. And then they finally, somehow they end up at their dinner reservation. I don't really understand the timing of this episode. And I cried when Jess is like, I'm sorry, but sometimes you mumble with your accent. I never fully understand you. We talked about how there's an incredible language gap between English and English. Mm-hmm. Um, very accurate. They decide to move in together, jumping ahead a little bit. Dreams immediately smash because he gets offered the job of headmaster at Wellington, which was his alma mater. And they decide to do long distance, which seems like it would be very hard. Even in this episode, it's very clear. She's like, uh, you know, he, he mentions he's four hours away from the airport in London. And, I, and you know, I think of London as not being so far from New York. But remember, they live in L.A. It's just super far. And it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's really tough because the time difference. Like, let's say you did, like, the same amount of hours, but, like, to Buenos Aires or something. Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the same amount of hours. But you went to, like, South America, so you didn't have the time difference. I mean... You know about a long time difference with the communication with your family. If Mara were in New York and you were in Israel, I mean, that would be like, obviously you'd make it. But just like, just communicating. No, it we must never be speak so hard. When, when we're in different countries. You know, it's impossible. Oh, yeah. You, you do split. I forget. You come here for work. Like, you have been here when she hasn't been here. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, like. I'll speak to her like once a, in a blue moon. <laughs> that must be a real vacation for her. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's producer Kelly. And Matt Stewart and everyone, I think, has asked, like, how long do you think Jess and Ryan will goes the distance? Two episodes. I think two episodes of this is going to last. It's tough because much like I think Kai is actually perfect for Nick and we didn't get to explore that relationship, I really feel like Jess and Ryan should be together. Like, I feel like they should get married. They have a great relationship. You need to show a deal breaker in these shows. You know, that's every episode of Seinfeld, right? Man hands and this. And it's like, okay, fine. This is our deal breaker. That's we can't date anymore. And that's why they're only in one episode or two episodes. Now it's like this guy, he's perfect. You know, I mean, he's like perfect. Like he hasn't he he hasn't shown any fatal flaws yet, I should say. It's just like, yeah, we're to believe that he gets his dream job in London and Jess has her life here. So they're not together when. Like, I, I don't know. It's just at least Kai rejects Nick because Nick, you know, isn't really her kind of guy at the end of the day. Or like, and also for Nick, Kai doesn't bring the best out of him and that she wants him to just like go into his most lazy instincts. Ryan and Jess like have such a flourishing, amazing relationship. And I'm just really sad about it. I hope they I, I hope they end the season, to, the series together. They are my number one couple. All right, candidly, um, Akiva's computer restarts when we talk. Uh, <laughs> what the, what, we have to get to the bottom. It's the third straight week. It's never restarted except for towards the end of this podcast three weeks in a row. Akiva, this is going to be the longest NGOG episode we've ever done. Because, Are you serious? Well, I don't know. We're already over an hour. It's almost what I even said before. We started right. the episode. I said, let's right before we got on, I said, let's make it quick. 
I know, and I said I, that in the beginning of the episode too. I know, and I don't even that. know if you love that because you were like, oh, what, I don't want to be here. And then we got into the whole thing, and now here we are. But and now it's almost one in the morning for me. But time flies when we're when you're having fun and also haven't really gotten into the episode. So. <laughs> um, all right, Cece's storyline here: she's getting drunk because she wants to keep up with Nick, which is like funny and kind of random, but that ends up working because the end episode ends up sort of being about like maybe her lingering feelings for Schmidt, yep. just as Fawn comes in and like makes a declaration for Schmidt, and they are now in an official committed relationship. As Winston is sort of trying to help Cece unpack her lingering feelings. Imagine if Fawn makes it to the end. Think of this as Game of Thrones. Like, imagine if Fawn is, you know, ends up with Schmidt. That would be very funny. Well, I know that she... Well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? You have any spoilers for me? Uh, you, you still need to tell me what you're spoiled on. I, I already bu- forgot. Bullshit. No, I really... I mean, I, I if you, like, gave me choices, I would remember. But I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was like I can't thing. give you choices of every plot line to happen in New Girl... Whatever. Anyway, another big plot line for Coach is sort of the exploration of his uh, relationship status. He meets a woman at the bar named May, played by Megan Rath. Um, and at first, he's going after her like, oh, if you meet a girl on Valentine's Day who's at a bar, she's like looking for casual sex. And then they sort of really hit it off. They have a similar background. May makes it tough for him. And uh, after a great rel- revelatory slap from Winston, he kind of goes after May and ends up asking for her phone number. She responds with her email address. Chloe G says, what a power move to give a, a guy an email address. Yeah, remember, you have to remember it's a different time. Email was like uh, a little bit different then. I mean, it's 2015. What are you talking about? It, yeah, no, email is like t- had, had a tough time the last eight years. You're saying email's dead? I'm not saying email's dead. I'm saying email was, was still at its peak in 2015, and it's not at its peak anymore. Email has sort of become, you know, that's a very interesting take. Email sort of become what mail is in that it's mostly like junk mail ads, like think I have to give them like formalities, bills. Yeah, although work sometimes, work is pretty email heavy, no? Well, pers- I'm talking about your personal email that you like, give to email. a guy. Your personal email, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although um, I'll email my mom or so, like it's, the, but but yeah, in general it's, it, it's your, most emails you're getting you don't want. It is It has become mail, yeah. Um, and then your phone used to be something he- more heavily guarded. Like, I can't just, like, give a guy my phone number. Like, it's pre- now, like, you just give anyone your phone number. Well, every single thing. If someone wanted to log on the Twitter and call you a fool. <laughs> they can find it, me. It goes to the same place as if they texted you this, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the same phone. Whether you're opening up message, uh, you know, iMessage or WhatsApp or email or Twitter or Instagram. Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, I think this is an interesting take. You got Anyone some good stuff. Anyone who wants can have my phone number. It, it will be of no Give it out right me. now. Give it out right now. I don't even, like, I, I, if, if I knew how to, like, dial, I, I, I'm always bad at the dialing New York, but I'll give up my phone number. I don't care. Great line from Nick. They end up, the second to last bar is their home bar. Mike's bartending, because the other two bartenders are out on the crawl. The crawl is uh-huh. for all. And I love when Nick says, I love you because you're gay. And because you're dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Did we lose you again? Oh. Okay. No, you didn't lose me. I lost you in the in the like figurative sense. Figuratively, possibly. Yeah, that's true. Um, but okay. Uh, oh, I did the fawn thing. We really crushed it. 
Um, Nick gets to the last bar, and producer Kelly says, does it annoy anyone else that they didn't actually complete the bar crawl? Keeve, it's really giving, like, Moses in the land of Canaan. Mm, he, can't get into the, he can't get into the promised land. It's true. Why isn't somebody taking their shoes off and giving him the shoes so he that, can go in That's what and I was expecting to happen, but, you know, it, di- it didn't happen. It didn't make sense to me. I love the line, you're a smart and talented guy, and you have a weird Mason- Manson-like charisma. Yeah, that's pretty funny. It is true. Like, Nick could really lead a crowd. Nick is great in this episode. He does have charisma. But Winston really saves the day, as Coach says, like a Blackberry Poppins. He's had two six-packs in his backpack the entire time, and the six-bar making it a goatee face is Winston's bar. That's cute. Mm-hmm. That is cute. So, Keith, let's get to the guide. Who won the episode? I think it has to be Nick. I think he had this dream for years, and it came true. It, I think it's got to be Nick. No, nobody. I mean, it's not Jess. It's not Kozinu. I mean, you could say Schmidt has, uh, you know, it, it could could be looking good for him with Cece. But, no, this episode, it's Nick. It's got to be. Well, it's interesting you say it's looking for him with Cece. He ends this episode giving his girlfriend an ult- or giving a girl he's with his ult- an ultimatum, and she comes through. I mean, she's you know, a monster, but again, she's temporary. She, she's got a strapless bar around her like a belt, and she shows up and declares her love for Schmidt. Your worst take is that you don't like Fawn. It is, like, shocking to me that you don't like Fawn. No, she's loathsome. <laughs> okay. Coach gets May's number and, like, kind of breaks through his, like, F-boy ways. And that's sort of a win. Gives into fate. Winston is really like the ride or die bestie and has a lot of great lines. And Nick like accomplishes the crawl and maybe sort of overcomes this sort of depressed sadness. But he does end in a like he's the king of the episode. But if I look at who wins the episode is who ends the episode winning, which I understand is not the point of who won the episode. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, well, now I've done this. I'm really like confronting that I have nothing to focus on right now. So he's. Right. The second most end, open-ended ending, the first being Jess is about to embark on a ridiculous uh, cross-ocean, cross whatever, relationship, long-distance yeah, relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm tempted to give it to Coach Schmidt, but I'm going to give it the rare win to Winston because wow. I think Winston is really the key player. He's like he's not scoring the baskets, but he's the assist to like every single one of his friends, which gives him great joy. He's got great funny lines throughout that are sort of underrated. And he saves the day at the end of it. So I think Winston is the winner. No, I I, I like the take. I'm still sticking with Nick, but I like the Winston call. Yeah, I mean the, the the crowd is with you. Producer Kelly says this is such a tough one. Basically everyone had an amazing episode. Winston is hilarious and a great friend. Cece is hilarious and has a huge realization. Coach is funny and meets someone cute with the help of fate. Nick has Manson S charisma. I guess that's good. I guess Nick, because he gets all of his friends to ditch their V Day plans to support him and they have the lovely hugging and learning moment around him at the end. And Matt Stewart says Nick because it was an epic crawl and he was very funny this episode. Keeve, uh, Kelly wants to know what happens next with Ryan's move to England. You think they're going to break up in two episodes? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think if, if we never saw goes in you again, I wouldn't be shocked. And Cece and Schmidt, like what's the haps here? Uh, I mean, listen, I think it'll, 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 it'll happen again, but it's not, you know, it, it's a slow burn. We get a cliffhanger with man coach. Matt Stewart says, how many more episodes do you think may will be in? Two more episodes. All right, Keeve. Uh, that'll do it. 
Mm-hmm. We have a great idea a minute, but I think we need to sleep on it again because it's quite late. We're we're over an hour here on the, the pod. Deer a minute. You had a deer. I mean, all right. You want to listen to it? Yeah, let's just listen to it. All right. It's really like the Adira minute and a half. Um, you couldn't get. I had texted you before last week's episode and said, "You haven't. Do you have a a Yosef minute?" And you said no. And then an I don't even think I sent you this Yosef minute for some reason. Which one? The most recent one. So next week's episode, I guess. Usually, you I know send my, it immediately. My most um, my most referenced Yosef minute in my real life is. You are canceled! And I yeah. just found that again last week, so that was yeah, fun. Yeah, we were talking about it. All right, here we go. The Adira Minute. Nope. The Adira Minute. All right, I don't have Yosef here for the Yosef Minute, but what about you? Hi, my name's Adira. What should we talk about? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you've seen the show, New Girl. Yeah. You've seen the whole show. You want to come on in for an episode or no? I don't remember it, but sure. You don't remember? Well, I don't know it. I'm not spoiled. Do you think I'm old? No. They call me the old guy. What? How old is old in your opinion? You're old. Like, like, like what? Like what old was? Like an old man? Yeah. What age would you say? Oh, that person's old. Like when you're 47, you'll be old. 47 is old. All right, I'm not even close to there. I mean, you're pretty close. Oh, jeez. Oh, man, that's not nice. You're eight years away. What's the most recent show you've binged? I've binged. Yeah. Teen Wolf. What? Teen Wolf. I don't even know what that is. You know there's a movie, Teen Wolf, if you want to check that out. So if the NGOG listeners picked a show that you, for you to binge, would you pick? Would you binge it next? That has to be appropriate. I know you only watch appropriate shows. Depends what, yeah, but like what? No, you have to commit. Like if they say you have to watch it, then you have to watch it, as long as I approve it as appropriate. As long as it's not a, it's not, it's like a donkey, documentary. Donkey, donkey? As long as, as long as it's not a documentary. What if it's a documentary? There's good documentary. Why not? Maybe you'll learn something. I don't, I don't want to learn. What do you guys mean? What, what, Teen Wolf, you'll learn better on Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. What, tell me one thing about a Teen Wolf. What do you mean? Like, what'd you learn from that show? Um, what did I learn? That one of the actors has a crooked jawline. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Her parents really, like, never talk about people's appearances ever, ever. I've never heard my wife say, like, oh, she's, you know, like, we really never discuss it. I don't know how we have this kid. <laughs> um, so you get binging shows. You watching Kaleidoscope? I mean, if I had heard of it, sure. Oh, that's like the one on Netflix where you can watch. Everyone has it in a different order. Uh, is it great? I don't know if I it's great. It's interesting. Great. No, that's not true. I want to only watch things that are good because I'm I'm very busy. I got an hour and a half NGOG podcast to do. Oh, God, you sound like Rob, where it's like, I can't watch anything that I'm not podcasting about. I agree. I know. I think it's true. Like you podcast one eighth the time that Rob does. But I got home from work at not like Rob. I guess it's true. I got home from work (laughs) at 9 p.m. I was out of my house from 8 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. today. All right, well, let's put you out of your misery here. This was a fun one, Keeve. I had a good time. I hope the listeners did, too. I hope you did, too. I'll do the plugs while you think about what season four, episode 16, is going to be about. It's called Oregon or mm. Oregon. Oregon. Um, Both right. Check out Renap, Rob'sWebsite.com. Check out the challenge or hop up, Rob'sWebsite.com as well, slash challenge. 32 fans. 32 fans. 
another Seinfeld patron podcast coming up. Haven't scheduled it yet, but Chester's stirring, so at some point we'll be back with Jared Jerome doing that. Um, but otherwise, you know, mostly sports. And Kiwi, uh, you could subscribe here, anchor.fm slash newgirloldguy. You could follow Kiev at Kiev26. You could follow me at Lash Tweets. Write in questions about the show at the pinned tweet at Lash Tweets. And uh, you could do any episode. It's set up so you could ask us a question about season seven. Maybe we'll get to it. Um, Kiwi. Yes. Are you ready? What's, what's season four, episode 16 going to be about? Well, Zooey's from Oregon. So I think we're going back to, you know, see the family, see her hometown next week. I don't know how Gozinu factors in because he's in London. I would have said if this episode didn't end with them sort of going long distance, LD, I would have said that he comes to meet the parents. I don't think that's the case now. Uh, I think maybe – now, Cece is also from Oregon. So maybe Jess and Cece go back together for some reason. We'll find out. I'm excited. All right. Maybe we'll be well, – Probably either way, maybe either way, we're taking a trip to the West Coast, at least in title alone. Well, they're on the show is really takes place <laughs> on the West Coast. That's true. I'm going to edit that out. Um, all right. Bye, Keith. Well, you, you can't make a mistake? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to edit it out. Goodbye. <laughs>